Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. <coughs> okay, clear my throat. We'll get things started here. It's the Growing in Grace podcast at growingandgrace.org. I'm Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler with me, the Cap and the Breeze Man getting together for our weekly chats. Man, we had uh, a few good weeks there talking about the mixture of law and grace and how it it can't be mixed together. It's just something that's it's gospel 101, but a lot of people, and, and I think you made this clear, it's not every church, it's not everybody in every church, but it just seems like there are a lot of people who tend to m- try to mix the covenants and mix law and grace when they're just simply not compatible. Paul said, the law is not of faith, and we're saved by grace through faith apart from works. So if we're saved by grace through faith, Apart from works, (laughs) where does the law fit into there? It can't play any part in our salvation. And yet, there are people who, Cap, they'll tell us that, yes, it's true. We're saved by grace through faith, and all your past is wiped out. And it's, it's so wonderful. It's such good news. And they'll get you in there. And then all of a sudden, it turns into... It's what you do. <laughs> you got to start living holy. You got to start living right. And again, nothing wrong with that. But you've got a question if you're even saved, if you um, mess up and if you aren't consistently living holy. It's up to you now. It's not grace anymore. They don't say that, but that's basically what's implied when they say that now it's up to you. So it's, you know, Paul says, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. But, and they'll add their own but, even though Paul didn't say that. Paul said, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Well, I better get, let you get in on this, Cap. <laughs> well, where do, where do you begin and where do you end with this thing, right? I, you'll have people come and say, yes, it's it's by grace through faith. I used to tell people the same thing before I, I came into this this radical grace of the gospel. We had so many contradictions in what we believed and with what we told people and what you'll hear in many, many churches today. So many contradictions. Some of it just doesn't add up. And that's what happened to me back in 1994, Joel. I started doing the math with the help of the Holy Spirit. I didn't understand it all right away, but I knew there was something wrong with the numbers. Something wasn't calculating when we start telling people, well, yes, you are saved by grace through faith. It's not of works. No one can boast. But, but, one of the most dangerous words in the English language, B-U-T. I know some people think it's B-U-T-T, but it's, it's just B-U-T. That can be one of the most dangerous words. When, when people start saying, now it's, it's up to us, that's the mindset that I was under. Now it's up to me to maintain this thing. God is expecting me to manage this thing. He's done his part with Jesus dying, right? And I believed on that, so I'm saved, but am I going to show myself worthy of that sacrifice? I just began to picture myself as somebody who is freed from prison but out on parole. And that's not what the Christian life is meant to be. I might have brought this up once before on on another podcast a long time ago, but for those who are familiar with the Andy Griffith show, Mayberry, Otis Campbell, 
real nice guy. Everybody loved him. Great character. But he, he had a problem. He had a weakness. And it was drinking. It was alcohol. And that was a dry county. It was against the law to drink alcohol in Mayberry <laughs> County. <laughs> but he would get it from somebody who was operating a still. And on Saturday night, he'd get loaded. And uh, Andy and Barney, the, the sheriff and the deputy, they would just let him walk into the jail, lock himself up. And after he <laughs> served his time, he'd let himself out again. And I think there's a lot of Christians doing that today, too. <laughs> right. They just yeah. constantly, you know, going to jail and punishing themselves a little bit and then trying to come out and start over. So it's this constant do-over, Joel, that takes place. We got this do-over. We got saved. We believed in Jesus. Now we're saved. Now we got to live this thing out. I was just reading a, a Facebook post by somebody who is uh, basically a legalist, and I won't read the whole thing here, but he says this. He says, the enemy will try to fool us into thinking holiness isn't attainable. But in order to be in the presence of God during the rapture, we have to be living a holy life because God is a consuming fire and sin and darkness cannot even come in his presence. Uh, we would be left behind if not living holy. So this guy has gone completely from believing in Jesus and being saved by grace through faith into it's all about me now. And exactly what describes or defines living a life of behavior that is going to be deemed as holy and, and good enough when the law demanded perfection. He touted the law before that in his post, and yet that same law that he was touting demanded perfection. The law could tell you, here's how high you have to jump, but it, could, it couldn't help you jump. It couldn't help you get to the place of perfection. It could only tell you what you needed to do. And so it's a constant do-over, Joel. That's why the disciples, they came to Jesus. What do we have to do? What do we have to do to be saved? What do we have to do to work the works of God? It's not about doing. It's about being. And that came through belief in something that Jesus did for us on our behalf. He's our perfection. He's our holiness. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a classic bait-and-switch you know, like when you um, you know see the ad in the newspaper or, well, nowadays, of course, online, see an online ad. And then you go into the store and it's not quite what it says. It, it made a big promise of this great deal, but then you get there and it ends up being something else. And that's what this, this whole idea of, uh, yes, you're saved. You're saved by grace through faith apart from works. It's nothing that you do. We can't boast before God. There's nothing that we can do to earn God's favor. And then... Once you're in, then all of a sudden things get switched around. Uh, you're baited in, and then um, it's switched around into, yes, you need to live a holy life. Because like you were saying from that post on Facebook, that they were saying that God can't be in the presence of, I can't remember how it was worded, but people say God can't be in the presence of sin. And, and so you need to live a holy life. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind and, and that type of thing. And so what that is really saying is that those who do make it, those who do make the grade actually do have something to boast about. Where Paul said, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Paul said that, but what these people are really saying without saying it is that we do have something to boast about before God. If it is about my holy living, my right living, then I have something to boast about before God. And really, what you're saying is that the blood of Jesus wasn't enough. 
Thank you, Jesus, that you shed your blood. Now here, let me do my part. And that's really spitting on the blood of Jesus Christ. That's trampling the Son of God underfoot. That's Hebrews 10. Uh, You're trampling the Son of God underfoot because you're saying that um, your holy living really is better than the blood of Jesus, or at least, at the very least, is added on to the blood of Jesus. But here's the thing. This is what we need to remember and realize and understand that in Christ— He has made us holy. He has sanctified us. He has cleansed us. He has made us righteous. He has justified us. And having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. He accepts us. We have become accepted in him, accepted in the beloved. And that's through nothing that we've done. Now, is holy living, is right living, is doing good good? Of course it is. We're not against that at all. We are all for that. The grace of God is the very thing that teaches us to do that and empowers us to do that. So we're not against goodness. We're not against righteous living and holy living, that type of thing. We're just saying that it doesn't come through trying to keep the law, and our salvation is not dependent upon it one ounce, not at all. Nothing that we do can earn us or keep us maintained in a right standing with God. There you have it. I mean, think about that for a minute. Holiness, righteousness, forgiveness, and perfection, they came through the person of Jesus Christ, and now we're in him, and we can reflect these things. We get it backwards, turning it inside out by trying to tell people, live a certain way, and then you'll be accepted. It's it's the other way around. We've been accepted. Now we can live a certain way. (laughs) We've been empowered by grace. We we can't work through the law and and achieve uh, acceptance from God. It just, it won't ever happen. It won't work. And so this is the good news. You see, holiness is attainable. It was attainable through the person of Jesus Christ, not through our doing, not through our behavior. It's great when we can be a light reflector. You know, Jesus is the light of the world and we can reflect that light and it's going to benefit us to live in a way that he would desire for us to live and it's going to help those around us too that that's the beauty of it here but having said all of that what you just mentioned joel we've been justified we have peace with god it's by faith the law is not based on faith paul told the galatians in chapter three it's not based on faith the law which caused sin to increase was the ministry of death not the ministry of life it was the ministry of condemnation and guilt from which jesus delivered us from It was the ministry of bondage, Paul told the Galatians. And the list goes on here. But that law that people are trying to get you to try to follow, and keep in mind now, based on the number of denominations out there, of which there are thousands just in Christianity, the number of Christian law-based doctrines and dogmas that are out there, there's thousands of them because they're diluting the law. I mean, they're, they're watering it down. And, and trying to mix it in with grace, and it, it just it doesn't work. Paul mentioned when he said the, the, the law was the ministry of death and condemnation, it once had glory. Indeed it did. But now it has come to have no glory at all because there's another ministry that completely overshadowed and surpassed it, and that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And now with the Spirit living within us, being our guide, 
our leader, our teacher, pointing us to Jesus, we bear his fruit. And that occurs apart from the works of the law. Jesus became the end of the law for righteousness to all who would believe. And one more I got to squeeze in here. If righteousness could have come by the law, then a law would have been given. But there wasn't one to give because it was never meant for that. So don't get confused with uh, how well you're living with where you stand in your identity as Christ, as a, a righteous, holy child of God. Right. Yes, exactly. And if it's going to be about our works, then it can't be about grace. Paul put it this way, and if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. See, work is work. Grace is grace. They're not compatible as far as maintaining or earning salvation with God. It's one or the other. If it's grace, then it can't be works. If it's works, then it can't be grace. You can't mix the two. So rest assured that it's by grace because it's all over the New Covenant epistles. We're saved by grace through faith apart from works. Well, from that, we're going to move on to uh, switching gears a little bit next week, I guess. We'll put it that way. Requesting the Holy Spirit to please show up. Come, Holy Spirit. Do we need to ask the Holy Spirit to show up? Guess what? He never leaves us. So where did he go if we're asking him to please come? We'll talk about that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.